all you can do is focus on your own child and building them up and making sure they know that at home they can be 1000% themselves and that there are people all over the world that agree with them and love what they like. I'm Sarah Kearns and welcome to the podcast. This is a safe space to discuss the topics affecting everyday families. Let's take an inside look into our own realities and the realities of others. We'll learn together as knowledge creates empathy. Empathy shapes the way that we act and those actions can change our family and those around us. This is The Conscious Project. Hi, I've missed you guys. I'm about to launch into season three and I was like, I feel weird just to like jump into the next season. Um, We've got some really good topics, some really big topics. It's been like months since we've chatted. Um, It is February 15th. So like it's been Christmas and holidays and kids starting school and all of that. And I haven't really chatted. So I'm sure most of you are following along on Instagram um, and Facebook as well um, and have seen what's going on. But I thought like the podcast is just so good because you can actually just talk. And although I'm sitting in my walk-in wardrobe looking at my messy towels, I feel like it's more like personal, like we're just having a chat. So I'm just pretending that you guys are sitting with me and we're just we're just talking. Um, and I bet that I'm like currently in the car while you're driving to pick up or to swimming lessons or you've escaped to do the groceries on your own. It just feels like a fucking mini holiday. Or I'm in your AirPods as you're folding the washing. That's when I podcast. So I feel like it's a little bit more intimate and a bit more so. I just thought we'd have a bit of a chat. I'm going to try and keep it short, but you all know that that means that it's not going to be short. Um, I actually just finished recording a podcast with my best friend and we're like, yeah, like 40 minutes or under, like we'll just, anyway, it ended up being like two hours of raw um, material that my producers managed to cut down to an hour and a half. And I was going to do it as like part one, part two, but I think I'm just going to release it. And like, for me, I know when I listen to a podcast, it's long. It just like cuts off when I get out of the car. And then when I get back in, it comes back on again. Or same, if I take my AirPods out, it'll just stop. So hopefully that isn't annoying. But again, it's been two minutes already and 10 seconds. And I haven't really said anything of value except for I'm really glad you're here. Um, and the podcast really is a labor of love at the moment. Um, but I really feel like, yeah, that we all are learning from it. And it's just, it's just nice. I just really, really love it. Life update. So we went on holidays. It was fantastic. We went for ages because we were really scared that the borders were going to close again. So we literally, um, probably a few days before we were due to leave, we were just like, let's just go. Got the kids all tested and off we went. And then we were up there for like two weeks. And the third week was when um, you didn't need to test anymore to come into Queensland and stuff from New South Wales. So 
a lot of people came up and it just was really difficult. Like Surfers Paradise was hit really hard. Um, obviously, they had heaps of staff in isolation, so all the restaurants and cafes were really, really struggling, really short staff, which means that you would walk past a cafe and they'd have like two tables um, with a million tables empty, but they obviously had absolutely no staff. There's a couple of people, so they were, you know, saying, oh, we can't see you for another hour or whatever. So it just became really tricky when you don't really have another option, like our accommodation. We didn't have a little kitchen or anything. So it was um, the kids were just having basically smoothies for breakfast because it was just so much easier. Yeah, so it was a good time to come home. We were, we were ready to come home, got home, and just had a little bit of time at home before school started um, and Finn started kindergarten. I am so glad that I didn't send him last year, like that I waited and sent him this year. So in New South Wales, they can start kindergarten being their first formal year of schooling at big schools. So that's, you know, your foundation, prep, reception, everywhere else. And they can start, they have to be enrolled before they turn six, I believe is how that it's worded. So basically you can start them at like four turning five that year or five turning six that year. And Finn's an April baby. So I'm really lucky that Knox and Teddy are October and November. So I won't have this decision with them. They will just go the year after they turn five. But Finn was four turning five in April or five turning six in April. Um super academic. He has Brad's incredible memory. Um, He's very analytical, very witty, and very curious about the world. Also very desperate to go. Um, We've shared a lot about his anxiety and his separation anxiety and things like that. And that all started the day that Knox left preschool and went to big school and left Finn there at two and a half, three. And Knox is a real security blanket for him, um, even if they're not together. If he's around, Finn can take on the world. So we really wanted to get him to big school because we knew how much that would help. And last year we were really in the thick of the anxiety. So, but obviously sending him to school with, you know, not being a little kid anymore, not being able to run and play and do all of that whenever they want to, having that more structured schooling is a really, really big ask at the best of times. So when you're sending him in already struggling a little bit, we just didn't think it was fair, although academically he would have been absolutely fine and he would have loved having Knox there. It could have gone either way, but we didn't know which way it was going to go. So we decided to wait and he was so ready. Like, I swear if we had like a June intake or something, he would have been amazing to go. He just wasn't quite ready at the start of last year. So he started and honestly, I have never seen this child more happy and more carefree than what he is now. He is absolutely thriving with the routine and the discipline and the uniforms and knowing what comes next. He's always been like he likes to know what comes next and he is so happy. He's literally walking on air like – you know, Nook's always liked school. He never had issues getting him to school. But Finn just looks like he's just so happy. It's incredible to see. Um, they love being together. You know, we have to kiss and drop, so we just roll up, get them out of the car and keep going and pick them up the same way. But, you know, second child, it's so much easier when they've got a big sibling there to help them and Knox helps him put his bag on and things. Um and they just, like, Finn just floats up to school holding Knox's hand. He's just beaming with happiness. Like, he's just, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm so lucky. Like, I feel like Knox is starting 
not starting um, big school was like such a massive deal, obviously, and you're sending them on your own and you're worried about them like getting dressed and doing out their buttons. And and the second one comes and, and going to the canteen, the second one comes and it's just so Finn on day two teamed up with a little brother of Knox's friend. And um, him and this little brother decided to go and find Knox and Knox's friend's bag and steal a gold coin out of their bag and go and buy themselves an extra ice block, which they called a prank. And I know that sounds really bad, but that's like their relationship. It's We were laughing our heads off. Finn was like, thought he was so funny. He'd pulled off the ultimate heist. And Knox is just saying to me, Mum, he is so cheeky. He is so funny, Mum. It was so funny. They've got the best little relationship. Like, honestly, they fight like cat and dog. Don't get me wrong. But they truly have a really special bond. So I'm really happy they're together. And, yeah, so far so good. Um, Knox is in year three this year. So we've done kindy year one, year two, and now we're in year three. I feel like year three is a little bit of a step up in their academics, which is a lot. Knox isn't really into the academic part of school. He's really there for the music and the art and the sport, but he's trying really hard. Um, And we've kind of had to say, look, we want you to do your art classes. We want you to do all your music. We want you to do your sport, but, you know, your academics have to be done as well. So you get your homework done on Monday afternoon. We sat down, did all these mass homework. If you can get that done today, then you can go to art class tomorrow and you've got the afternoon to yourself and that's how you want to do it. So we don't normally do that. Like we don't normally withhold something or like promise something if they do what we ask, but it definitely motivates him. Um, and it meant that we, he actually really put his thinking hat on and really gave it a go. He didn't just, he often will just be like, oh, it's too hard and just, you know, fumble through it. But he actually switched on and did really well. Um, and did great. Like I was super impressed with him doing his work and, you know, understood the answers and the concepts and stuff. So yeah, I think we'll probably have to keep going down that line um, until it's sort of, it becomes less of a struggle. I, I get it. Like he's just not interested and that's fine. School is not for everyone. And there are so many other ways to learn. Um, and, you know, in our opinion, his art and his, you know, music and sport interests are just as important as his, as his academics um, because that's forming his little self. But you don't want your child to struggle in academics either. You know, you want them to be able to understand them so that they can move on to the next grade and and not feel like they're being left behind. Uh, his hair has been a bit of a point this year. So he goes to a private school and until this year, the the policy around hair was boy and girl and boy was it couldn't touch the back of the collar. Effectively, it was a short front, back and sides, you know, but they have a new principal and the principal has made a blanket hair policy now, which is just it needs to be tied up if it's long, which we are here for. Um, it's bloody 2022. Stop telling our boys, you know, that they can't have long hair like girls and that girls can't do things like boys. Like seriously, we're done with that. So super happy about it. Uh, I was still fairly nervous that the school would have an issue with his hair. So 
the first couple of days I would like really like it's he has my really thick hair so although it it is just past his shoulders it's still really hard to pull up into ponytail and anyone that has thick hair or has a child with thick hair understands what they mean as you try and gather it around the back of their head it just kind of all falls like you can't get it all together so I was sort of bunning it um, and using like little blonde pins which you know you could see but I thought they were pretty pretty invisible um, to keep it all up there and there were a few comments of, you know, your hair makes you look like a girl. And I guess school to school, what's cool and what's like <laughs> at the risk of sounding 100 years old, like what's trendy at the time changes, right? Like if you go to a different school, maybe all the kids have long hair there and that's actually what's cool. But at Knox's school, it's very much not that way. Everyone has very short front, back and sides, neat hair. So you know, there were lots of comments. Um, probably the most horrific was a older child, I think he was in year five or so, came up to Knox in the playground with a bunch of friends and was like, your hair makes you look like a girl, um, which Knox said, you know, he got his team mum to come over. The school were incredible. Um, they completely dealt with it. They identified the kids, consequences put into place, parents spoken to. Um, they're also, we said we wanted some kind of conversations to be happening with the kids, whether that be in the classroom or assemblies about, you know, we don't comment on children's appearance, other kids' appearances and, you know, colours are for everyone and things like that, So, which they've um, taken on board and they're implementing. I mean, what more could you want as a parent, right, like to be listened to and then actually be told, yeah, that's a great suggestion, we'll look at that and we'll get that happening. So incredibly grateful for their teachers and their emotional support team. Like they are, we're incredibly lucky to have teachers that care so much about our kids and their their welfare. Um, but yeah, that was hard for Knox. And I, I think that as a parent, it kind of makes you go, oh, am I doing the wrong thing? Like, should I have just made him cut it like and conform and, and fit in? And then, you know, the fact that not once he said to me, I want to cut it. Each time he was like, how ridiculous is this, mum? They keep telling me my hair looks like a girl. All the surfers have long hair and heaps of cool guys have long hair and our friend's dad has long hair and he's like, how ridiculous. And he will just hit back with facts. So he, you know, went back to these kids and was like, I surf and all surfers have long hair. Yeah, so I, I think that by him acting in that way really made us, Brad and I, sure that we're doing the right thing, um, that we're not dulling his shine, that we're not getting him to conform and just cut it off. If he was coming home saying, you know, I need to cut it because they're all teasing me, then obviously we'd have to just do that. But I'm so glad it didn't get to that stage. Like I'm I'm so glad that he is confident in himself enough to be like, no, you're you're being ridiculous. That's not correct. Um, my dad, bless his heart, has been like sending so he sent this morning I got a photo sent saying show Knox my new work shirt and it's him in a um, pink shirt like pink business shirt at the office and um my mom pulled out all my the old photos of my dad when they first met um which would have been in the 80s they got married in 86 so in the 80s and dad's got like shoulder length hair and bright pink pants and just like you know so cool and Knox and they look so alike and Knox just just thought it was the coolest thing ever so he's just wrapped in love and I think that 
the most common thing I get asked is, you know, my kid wants to take a girl's pencil case to school. Um, you guys can hear the, <laughs> the eye roll there. The girl's pencil case. You can, you know what I mean though, right? Like the pink pencil case, the unicorn pencil case. Or my kid wants to take the, the fluffy pink pen, um, lunchbox to school or whatever that, that society has decided only girls are allowed to have. And us mums of boys who love this stuff as well are just like, Absolutely, you can have that, but I don't want you to get teased at school. So I get a lot of messages being like, what do I do? Like, how do I protect them? What do I, I want to allow him to have all of this stuff. Of course, like the world is open to them, but I don't want them to get teased. Um, My answer is always that they want 100% things are going to get said. Um, But things are going to get said to them regardless. Things are going to get said to them whether they are absolutely follow all the stereotypes, all of the rules. If they follow everything, everything is blue and green and black and brown and they're still going to, you know, they're still going to have things said to them. They're still going to have people say things that are not kind. Um, People's appearances are going to be commented on whether they are born with, you know, that part of their body or if it's a choice like having long hair. Uh, It's, you can't stop that. So, All you can do is focus on your own child and building them up and making sure they know that at home they can be 1,000% themselves and that there are people all over the world that agree with them and love what they like, expose them to things. Like we've, you know, made a point of showing him cool videos and cool movies and stuff of surfers and artists and people with long hair and boys with long hair and him just going, oh, I love his hair. Just having them exposed to things that perhaps not in their school because they're not they're you know those those people are not at his school though like I said a school up the road and they have most of their children with long hair it's just the environment he's in at the moment um I did a podcast with Scott um Stuart the author Scott creates you might know him on as on Instagram and he said to me you know we need to teach our kids that if they don't fit in at that table at school there are so many tables in the world and they just have to find the table that they fit into um, and that, you know, find their people. And I I love that, you know, if we start to teach our kids that they have to do what everybody else is doing and they have to fit in and not be true to who they are, then that's when we're going to get issues because then they're never going to feel good enough and they're never going to feel like they're, they are, they do fit in because they're always going to be squashing that part of them. So my answer is, you know, are you worried he's going to get bullied? Of course I worry. And is he going to get bullied? Of course. People are going to say things. Of course they are. Um, People say things about everybody all of the time, myself included. But I'm not going to stop being who I am and I certainly don't want him to stop being who he is because, you know, that's where we get serious issues and then supporting them through the fallout, supporting them if they come home and say, I need, I will need to cut it. Everyone's being mean to me, you know, helping them go through that ride, helping them if they come home and say, people being mean to you, but I don't want to cut it, helping them through that as well. (sighs) Parenting is hard, right? It's, It's so, so, so hard. And we just want to protect our babies from the world. Yeah. But I'm hoping because obviously the policy has just changed. I'm hoping that, they actually like more kids start to grow their hair out now that they're allowed, like now that the option's there and the school has like totally fine with it. Um, I'm obviously not spraying and pinning his hair as much anymore. Now I know the school's 
totally on his side. I'm just like pulling it back into sort of a low pony so it's less girly. Um, But, yeah, I'm hoping some other kids are like, oh, that's cool. I want to grow my hair out now that they have the option and it's not, you know, it's not so just him anymore. Um, But, yeah, I guess we will see how that plays out. I guess like the other thing about school people talk about all the time and ask me about all the time is like nervousness around COVID. Um, We literally get alerts every single day going, you know, there's been exposure in year three, one in year four, one in year two, one in kindergarten from day one. I think that we've found a pretty good place with living with it now where you know, take all the precautions, do what we're told with the, you know, restrictions and things, follow all the guidelines, but don't let it run our lives, still book things. I've just booked um, a holiday with my girlfriends a couple of nights in Melbourne. Um, I missed my 30th, COVID ate my 30th. And then last year again, <laughs> we're for my 31st. And so now I'm 32 and I'm still trying to have a 30th. So me and a couple of girlfriends have booked tickets down to Melbourne to see the Harry Potter theatre um, show. I've been dying to see it for such a long time. It goes over two nights, so we're staying two nights. Um, and I'm just hoping that all of us stay negative so that we can go. And, yeah, that's going to be amazing. So that's the only thing that I'm a little bit nervous about at the moment just because I would hate for that to ruin <laughs> our plans. The other thing I want to talk about that I'm getting messaged about a lot lately is the internet is a really is it's been a really hard place to be on for the past few years, I think, since the pandemic started. And I think that a lot of people are struggling and a lot of people are, you know, not talking about what's upsetting them to their support circles and stuff so that they're really then lashing out um, at people online, you know, with public profiles that are online. For instance, this morning I said, you know, when three kids feels like 15, I was trying to train and they're like skateboarding and scootering and like you with that big Tonka truck thing around me and like just causing absolute chaos and crashing into everything and just so loud. And I was, I posted on my stories and was like, oh my God, three kids feels like 15 today. And then Brad came home and took two of them to school and I just had Teddy. Now, Anyone with a three-year-old knows that they are hard work or who's had a three-year-old knows that they are such hard work. But when everyone else is gone and it's just you and that three-year-old and you are giving them all of your attention, they're adorable. Like they turn it on. They know how to have you eating out of the palm of their hand. Like they are the most adorable creature ever when it's just you're giving them everything that they want and 100% of your attention. Then I posted saying when three kids feels like 15, but then one kid feels like none, right? One kid feels like a trip to the day spa right now after having the three of them because the three of them together obviously behave differently than if they were those individual children on their own because they're together. They feed off each other. They go crazy together. Um, And you know, I get this message going, oh, this is going to be, this is shaming parents of one who find it really hard. And this could be the reason that people get tipped over the edge. Like I'm all for acknowledging when we've said something that could be hurtful from another, you know, perspective or something, but I just can like, I just can't wear that. We all know that your first child is so hard. You have no clue what you're doing. You are a fish out of water. You've been given this thing to keep alive. You have your sore, your hormonal, your all of the things. Even when that that child, that baby, is growing up and getting older, of course it's your hardest. 
the issues we have with knocks are always the most tricky for us because it's our first time at dealing with it. That doesn't matter how many children we have. He's going to be the first one to go through most issues. So, of course, it's going to be the most difficult for us. My comments were directed at parents of three (laughs) or more that know when you remove two kids, doesn't even matter which two. If you take two from three, that one child is so much easier and that you're actually giving that child 100% of your attention, it's so much easier. I just, I think that comments like that probably come from that person struggling. In this case, it wasn't because I went back and I said, look, I can hear that you're probably struggling with something and I'm really sorry. I hope you're having, like, I hope you're not having too hard of a time. This wasn't about, like, in um, intended that way. It was directed as parents of three or more, which is what I said for parents of three or more. It feels like 15. Um, and she came back and was like, no, I'm a mum of two. I'm just worried about all the mums of one that you have shamed. Um, I can identify that normally it's like their own, you know, inner voice or something's happening for them, which then they lash out from something we've said and they've taken to heart or they've taken the wrong way. But Honestly, it's exhausting. Um, It doesn't matter what you say or what you write. When I've got so many people following along, you know, obviously everything, every single story I put up is probably going to irk someone or rub someone the wrong way. But if I try and overthink, which I do occasionally, I just start overanalyzing and overthinking every single thing that I say in hopes I don't upset anyone or that someone doesn't take the joke the wrong way, then my page would be boring as, and it would just, it would be, it wouldn't be me. It wouldn't, you wouldn't be hearing my opinions anymore or my day anymore or my life or my story anymore because I would be just censoring it so heavily. And I just can't do that. That's not what, what I think that it should be about. We all have different perspectives on the world, different experiences. My experience is that when you take two children away from three, it feels like a bloody trip to the day spa. When you're at home, giving that child all of your attention. If I was in the middle of Woolworths, I probably wouldn't feel like I'm on the on the trip to a day spa. However, grocery shopping with one child, I would take over grocery shopping with three children any day of the week. But that is because I have three children. It is not for people that only have one child. I remember never doing the groceries when I just had knocks. I used to say to Bramble, I can't stop at Woolworths. I've got knocks with me. You'll have to go. Like, it's so different as you have you collect more children. It, things change. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard. It's you know, and you still want to have a sense of humor. And I find you know the best way to deal with parenting and the craziness of our life at the moment, and having you know the three kids with three big opinions and three big personalities and three different interests, and and mixing with Brad and I and our different opinions and interests, and and getting us all to gel as a family is humor. Like you've all seen how much we take the piss out of each other, Brad and I. I think that we take the piss out of our kids too, and they take the piss out of us. You know, we are we laugh a lot. Um and I think that for us that's the best way that we cope with the chaos and the mayhem of life. Um that may be different for you and that's fine. But then I'm obviously not the Instagram for you, which is again so fine. I just have a real issue when people come into my DMs and just try and make me feel crap because it just it puts it ugh on your day, like it. You know, you're you're having a lovely day, and you just slot through a few DMs, which are obviously often people saying, "Hi, can you tell me what this was again, or what's this, or what's that?" And then you just get hit with this one about, "Oh, you're shaming people," and you're like, "Now you've just dulled my energy and just like made me feel like crap." 
which I'm so not here for. Um, yeah, so yes, the internet is a bit tricky basically is to that question. I think that a lot of people have been under a lot of pressure in the last few years and that's seen um, these kinds of issues just amplified a lot. You know, they were always there, but the stress and the pressure over the last few years has definitely increased it and, and made it a little bit trickier. So like I said, we've got a few episodes coming up. I have some tearjerkers, some incredible mums with some really hard stories. Um, And I really hope that by listening to them and by me having these conversations with these incredible, incredible women, we can learn how to support these people better in our community Um, because, God, you never know if it could be you tomorrow. And... Uh, I've got the one I spoke about with my bestie, which is all about influencer life behind the scenes. What do we actually do? Is it all about our skincare routine? Um, and do we pay tax? All of that stuff that I know so many people want to listen to. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm so glad you guys are here. It's It's been a big few months. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for waiting. Um, I haven't sold an ad space for the podcast in like a year. Um I I like I'm not opposed to it, but it's just like the podcast is really just free content for you guys, just so I can have a better chat. And I just feel like it's nice to be able to have longer conversations and just chat than having to like when you record stories, you can only do four frames at a time at 15 seconds each. And then I stop and I put captions on them and things and then record the next part. So you get stopped and started. Um, so it just feel like it's that opportunity for me just to have a chat, which you all know I love. <laughs> um, so thank you for being here. I do really, really appreciate it. If I put up a couple of ads this season, they'll just be um, only ever one. And, you know, you can always skip through if it's not for you, but they're all obviously same as my Instagram. Um, you know, I think that everyone hates ads. Actually, most of you don't. Most of you, every time I say that, people message me and they're like, I love ads. Tell us what to buy. We need ideas. Help us. Um, but if you hate ads, totally just skip away. That's fine. It doesn't affect me. Um, it's just like watching free-to-air TV, right? I feel like when you use that analogy, people then are like, oh, okay, yeah, do the ads. You know, you get to consume the content for free. So other people pay for it. The advertisers pay for it. And you are under no obligation to listen, buy, do anything with them. But yeah, I love it. I love being able to have these conversations. I love being online, even though it's hard, even though people want to dull our shine. I still love it. And the messages that you guys send all the time, you know, they don't go unnoticed. The common names keep popping up on all of my posts supporting me. They don't go unnoticed. And I'm so grateful. And I, I'm just so lucky to have this platform. And I just, yeah, it's all thanks to you guys by, you know, sharing my posts and talking about it and um, bringing your friends over and stuff like that. That helps me in more ways you can imagine, you know, hitting that little double tap and hitting, leaving a like on my post help me, helps me more than you can imagine. Um, and it, it keeps me going. Like it, it makes me feel like I really suffer with imposter syndrome. So it really makes me feel like I'm not talking to no one sitting in my wardrobe looking at how I need to refold my towels because I've just shoved them in. It makes me feel like someone's on the other end and they're getting something out of me spending my time on this. So I um I really appreciate it. And I've had some absolutely incredible ones lately that I just, yeah, 
I just hold really close to my heart. So thank you. And bring on season three. I'm pumped. Let's do this. Um, as always, feel free to pop into my DMs or send me an email and I'll, I'll like with topics that you want to talk about or you want to hear about or you want to learn about or um, if you have an interest or are an expert in an area or a mum in an area that you want to discuss and you want to jump on the podcast, please reach out. I'm always happy to chat with people and see if we can make it work. And thank you for being here. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in today. I would love to continue the conversation with you over on Instagram at the Conscious Project Podcast. Hit subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. And I would be so grateful if you would take a moment to leave me a five-star review. It really does help. Take care.